0: Welcome to another episode of AEW Unrestricted. I'm your host, Aubrey Edwards, here, as always, with Tony Schiavone. It's
1: DING! He
0: said the thing he always does, and it seems like we have our guest, uh... Who's this? Seamus in the studio, I think. <laughs> thing is, I can't do it. Are you making impression. the jump? Are you making
2: the jump, Seamus? Am I making the jump? Yeah, why not? Why not? It's wow. better. You heard it here better. first.
0: What a scoop. <laughs> what a scoop. What a scoop. How's it going? April Fools! I'm not really Aubrey Edwards. Hey. He, 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 we had you going though. He's not really Tony Shurani. That's Patrick, and that's Jack, not Seamus. Hey. We should just, have
1: real, real bits in it, or so. Just, just another ginger.
2: <laughs> just your average day, every day, ginger.
0: How's it going? Just your average ginger.
2: Just your average ginger. It's good. As did anyone get April fooled today? Yeah, straight away. Did you? Yeah, I obviously had work at nine. So I woke up half eight, got dressed, had breakfast, um, had my first call of the day. And whilst on my call, I'm professionally scrolling through Facebook. And the first thing I saw on Facebook was a Birmingham Facebook page saying that the um, that, that something in basically in Birmingham was changing to Cadbury's. i um, going to be Campbury sponsored and all this. And it basically, anyway, I believed it. And yeah, straight away, straight uh-huh. away got me literally at
0: nine o'clock. Yeah, disgraceful what's what's April Fools called in in Germany, Patrick? April Scherz. Ap- Scherz. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what it sounded to me. That's what I get after drinking too much green monster energy.
1: No, I have to, I think I have to say April Scherz. Scherz Apple- is the joke.
0: Apple (laughs) Uh, With that, let's launch into our review of Dynamite First up we had Christian Cage In his debut versus Frankie Kazarian I had goosebumps when Christian Cage came out It was so good to see him back Seven years Doesn't feel like it Doesn't feel like it's been seven years That's flown by um the fake crowd were bowing down to him, doing the bow down thing, which I think was I think that's another thing that should be left to fans, I guess, but like it feels a bit forced, but and no. Um they kind of went over their rivalry a bit more, him and Frankie Kazarian, how they faced each other in a tag match first and then had this big ladder match on uh, TNA. Thoughts on this match, uh Jack?
2: Yeah, I was very impressed. So me being, as I always say, the new sort of re- the new representative wrestling fan in this podcast, the one that's I've not seen too much of Christian. I Obviously, know of Edge and Christian, you know, I've seen a couple of the tag matches, that sort of stuff. But I'm not. obviously just want to correct
0: myself real quick. It's that it was his first singles match in seven years, I believe. He may have there had, had a tag match, but yeah. Keep...
2: Um, but yeah. So going into it, relatively um, new to Christian wrestling wise, um, and yeah, very very impressed. I was actually, <laughs> it's weird to go into this sort of match, quite more impressed with um, Frankie Kazarian. I don't know why. Um, mm. I liked, mm. I liked... So it seemed to me, and you guys disagree if you do, um, but it seemed more for me that Frankie Kazarian was on top. And I think it was more just to kind of showcase. What yeah. What? There we go. <laughs> no disagreement there. Um, so I was very impressed with Frankie Kazarian, but I liked the counters from Christian. And when he... Um, did counter the moves and stuff and, you know, reverse. They looked good and looked impressive. And obviously, in the end, he got he got the win, which was, I think, the only way it was going to go, uh, which I cool. thought was a bit harsh on Frank Cazarin. He looked the better one in the match, in my opinion. But for someone that's not had a singles match in seven years, you know, he didn't look like he hadn't had a singles match in seven years. That's for sure. Oh, no, sure. he definitely
0: didn't. I don't know whether i don't know what people expected whether they expected him to be like i mean he promised a lot that's the thing he said i've not missed a step i'm you know i'm just as good as i've ever been um i don't know if people expect him to be like give a five-star match in his first match back in seven years but um for someone who hasn't wrestled in seven years with that in mind it was incredibly impressive you wouldn't have known do you know what i mean from watching it i don't think it was uh i think it was a Goat performance, but it was, you know, you wouldn't have known he'd been out for seven years. Um, I'll just give you a rundown, and then I'll come to Patrick. Uh, there was a You Still Got It chant very early on, which, again, if that was... I don't know if that was crowd or fake crowd, but if that was fake crowd, that's, again, not a chant I really think they should be using. Um, Christian took a huge bump. It, I don't know if it was off, like, a, a a back... One of the Oh, I don't know what you'd call it. Um... Anyway, he took, he went, he got a lot of airtime and came down hard, um, seemingly unhurt. Some more seven Asian seven Army chant abuse. I'm assuming started by Austin Gunn. I just assume now. Might have been Colton Gunn. It's definitely one of them.
2: I did see at one point though that a chant was started and Austin Gunn wasn't even there. So it's Ooh. not just him. There's someone else that we it's, don't know. It was,
0: it's his fault though because he started this and now it's permeated like. It was oh, let's go, Christian. No, they make they make go two syllables. It's like right, I I want to demonstrate how this chant is supposed to be used, just once and for all. <laughs> Last so time you, ever. <laughs> you take you take a sports person, in this case, a wrestler with either a three-two or a two-three name in terms of syllables for their first and second name. Either three syllables for the first name and two for the second, or two for the first and three for the second. So in AEW's case, Christopher Daniels. And you go, oh, Christopher Daniels. You don't elongate syllables. Else, if not, it's find another chant. It's not an appropriate chant for this person, and that's okay. You don't have to. You don't have to make this chant everybody's chant. Fucking Austin Gunn. Okay. <laughs> um, Frankie choked out Christian, um, and it looked like he was going to be out for a second there, um, but he he got up. So he almost choked out Christian. Really didn't. Choke him out. That would have been an anticlimactic match. Um, Christian hit a nice swinging DDT, got him up for the corner punches. Uh, they kind of traded pin attempts. You know how like back and forth. Um, uh, F- Kazarian hit a crossface chicken wing, and uh, Christian went for the uh, kill switch. Is called, isn't it? Um, because that that name's had that moves had so many names. The impaler, the unprettier. The kill switch, I had to try and remember which it was. Um, there was a nice backdrop counter to a reverse DDT from Christian. Christian went for a frog splash, missed. Um, Frankie got the crossface chicken winging again. Uh, Frankie was taunting him and kind of ate a near pin for it, uh, and then hit a nice combo, finishing with his leg drop finisher, and then hit the flux capacitator. Now, I think by all wrestling logic, I I mean, I don't think he should have been booked to win. Just FYI, I don't think Frankie should have been booked to win. Booking Christian to win in his debut is the correct decision. But by all wrestling logic, Frankie should have won here. After he hit, he just hit two finishers, essentially, because they're selling that leg drop like a finisher after a combo. And then he hit the fucking flux capacitor, which is just his, like, you know... If Christian was to kick out of this, it this was this was a pay-per-view kick-out. This wasn't a dynamite kick-out, do you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm a little bit of a bone to pick with that, that Frankie beat him way too hard for him to him to convincingly kick out for me. Um, I think they could have toned that down a bit. Uh... Christian missed another kill switch. Uh, so he went and failed another kill switch. Um, then he did hit a, a, a frog splash. Then missed his third kill switch. Uh, Frankie got the crossface chicken wing in again but it was reversed and this time he did on his fourth attempt correctly hit the kill switch. Successfully hit the kill switch for the win. This kind of felt like the battle of the crossface chicken wing and the kill switch to be honest throughout you know throughout this match. Um, Patrick I will come to you with a question. In this match, would you say that Christian outworked everyone as he has so promised?
1: Good question. Definitely not. No, nah, I don't think <laughs> because, so. <either. laughs> because because Kaz was also super good like they were really at the at the same level. Yeah. Uh but he was a really good uh, uh, opponent uh, to build up Christian again after like now 7 years. I was also I got goosebumps when when his music hit his TNA music because uh just any uh, the 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 yeah, right. That's great music. It was a little too quiet to be honest. What I don't like is the countdown before. Uh, they should just hit the music and that's it because it's so powerful.
0: Yeah, yeah, this yeah.
1: But they don't need a countdown for ten seconds or so. That's I don't know. It's just just completely I don't know how much it was, but it's it's too long. They should just maybe have this stuttering, but yeah, anyway. I liked it because this reminded me of like the old Christian from T N A, the the for me, best Christian there was in the, in in wrestling is in the, yeah. in his T N A time. Um, also, nice that uh, Impact uploaded the T N A match from two thousand and seven, the ladder match on the channel this week. Yeah, it was really nice. Um, yeah, and the match was really good. Yeah, it was not spectacular, but it was uh, technically really good. Uh, it told a nice story. I liked that Christian hit the uh, the frog splash really really good. That was quite yeah. far where he jumped. Really yeah, really like uh in German you say hats off. <laughs> um or hat he's off doing the thing now, again, uh, he's saying <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do that for quite a while, I had to do it again. I've missed Now it. like a lot of respect for that, just thinking about that. Also uh he is in his uh fourth uh resting in his fourth uh century now. for yeah. Fourth decade, sorry, in the fourth decade. Century is a little odd. <laughs> no. Fourth uh, decade now. Um,
0: I um yeah, I worked that, that, that once that, that oh, sorry I just you're talking about wrestling in multiple decades, um, so the 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 one who's I think Jerry the King Lawler was one year off, and if he comes back for a match now, he'll get it. But he was like one year off in his last match. He's like one year off wrestling in x amount of decades. I don't know. It was like six or seven. But the the person who's wrestled in the most um the most decades I can't remember their name. They're like I don't know. They've got some sort of um crazy name like Hillbilly Joe or someone like that. I'll have to look it up. <laughs> but um Riho, if she retire if she has her last match at the same age that Mae Young had her last match, she will have Beat him by two whole decades. I don't know if it's like this guy's on like seven and she'll be on nine, or he's on like six mm. and she'll be on eight. Because she started wrestling when she was like seven, she had her first match or something. And Riho's already wrestled in three decades of her life. Do you know what I mean? Which is crazy. Okay, um, that's crazy. So, yeah. like, like I said, if she if she has this if she has her last match at the same age, May Young has her last match. She'll beat the current record holder by two decades which is crazy so i'd um i'd like to see that anyway that was just a factoid that you reminded me of by talking about how many decades people wrestled in continue sorry
1: (laughs) no worries that's quite good info to know um also that dustin Rhodes, he's also now in his fifth decade so that's also already a lot um yeah but i like he he still got it uh the the chants are also like for me like let's come like in general great match really good um comeback match for him or his first match in the promotion let's come to things that i didn't like is also the crowd again but it's mostly through the whole dynamite except the last match the crowd really annoyed me when they were starting chance and they they are really standing there like supporters for a football club like all together and starting chance and it 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 doesn't feel it doesn't feel organically i think we said that like week after week after week for now a few months just doesn't feel organically uh, maybe she should just let it be when there's no audience because this week it was a um uh pre recorded um show again and then yeah, just if there's no hey, audience are you, are you I don't sure know. I'm sure there was no crowd should there though, rather, because... Yeah, because you could see it from the last uh from the last match from, from the cut there was no audience also like the the that it was pre recorded. It did cut Well really I knew quick it was pre recorded
0: because to... of the editing, but I didn't realise there was yeah. no crowd because for a couple of reasons. They, they, one i was gonna say one because the um we'll talk about it later obviously but the last match the new entrance music of uh orange cassidy or best friends i don't know who it's attributed to but um yeah that that was leaked um obviously a few a week or so but ago. it
1: was it was for a dark time. elevation match from him that uh, was
0: okay that they hmm. used that
1: okay. there was uh that recorded before or after the last dynamite then well yeah. then
0: if you're 100 on that then that makes a lot of these chants like the professionals shouldn't be chanting. You still got it. Do you know what I mean? That's incredibly patronizing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like you said, I, I completely with that knowledge of mind. I was like, this is. I was listening to a lot of those chants and thinking this is forgivable with its live crowd, but not of its the fake crowd. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Just definitely. like you say, it's it's very it's not very organic. They um they overact for sure. It's like just be just be wrestling fans. Have you forgotten how to be wrestling fans? Do you know what I mean? It's crazy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I will always love watching wrestlers who were uh, um wrestling when I started watching it and when I was a kid and wrestling good as well. So I love seeing Christian. I love seeing Dustin Rhodes wrestle because they're both still really good and from back then. I do like seeing uh Chris Jericho wrestle, although he's not as he's he's got a lot more what would you say, kind of wear and tear than the other two. He's not and Matt Hardy is is, you know. Fallen apart, but um, Christian Cage and and Dustin Rhodes, specifically, and even wrestlers who I wasn't watching when I was a kid, but I know were active when I was a kid, like um, Minoru Suzuki. Obviously, I didn't see until like two thousand nine or whatever when I got into no a bit later, than, no a bit later than that. Anyway, whenever I got into uh New Japan and uh people like Frankie Kazarian, I didn't see until I started watching TNA in like two thousand six. So, but. I know they were wrestling when I was a kid, and that's quite comforting to me as someone who has never really grown up. It's like, no, I'm not still an adult yet. They're still around, <laughs> do you know what I mean? People that I watched as a kid, so, yeah. Um, All-round good match. Like I said, I agree with you. I don't think Christian really lived up to his Outwork Everyone moniker um, because, I mean, what's work rate when we boil it down? It's got a lot of a lot of people kind of have different definitions of it, but I think in its simplest definition, it's um, a wide Move set utilizing a lot of moves um in in a in a quick succession. Do you know what's tell a story like not not too many rest holds etc etc. And I mean he kind of got his ass kicked here quite a bit. So I'm not sure. And he went to the well of one move four times. Do you know what I mean? So it's like um like I said, it was kind of the battle of the crossface chicken wing versus the versus the kill switch. So. Yeah, I I actually thought like for
1: for a few moments that he might also lose the match because there were really close calls and, but but I like that it's it gives. like a more grounded intro to him, not showing him like this super hype, like he's coming in and winning every championship, like <laughs> WWE does it. So he just comes in there and he has to earn his way up. That's that's the message I got from that match. And that's what I like from the booking then. And also it doesn't make uh a Cass look, a Frankie Kazarian look that bad because they are still number although, one, uh, like number one uh, contenders for the tag team championship. So.
0: Although him hitting the leg drop and then the, um and then the, Flux capacitor, and then Christian kicking out of that was a bit much for me for a dynamite match. Anyway, maybe not, maybe not for a pay per view match, but I'm just nitpicking. Um, I'm nitpicking, but it was a decent, it was a fair match. It wasn't, it wasn't a great match, but for someone who had been out for seven years, it was pretty incredible. Next up, we had a Darby and Sting promo where Darby called out Matt Hardy, Matt Hardy's family organization, HF Hardy family. Office or whatever, I don't fucking know. Um, he, uh, yeah, he basically said he doesn't, you know, care about. Oh, he did mention about Matt Hardy's body breaking down, which I thought was a bit oof. Like, that's a bit too real because they've not addressed the fact that Matt kind of limps everywhere and moves quite slowly, and yet, Dubby just, he's out here fucking putting him on blast um he said he doesn't care about the money said that matt has no real friends and then he kind of set himself on fire or something like darby allen does sting was there as well they were all like throwing money off a bridge or something and then darby's like i think it was like a bed covered in money and he was stood by it with a matt hardy mask on and like set everything on fire you know typical darby allen shit <laughs> jack were you a fan of this typical darby allen shit
2: i was a fan to be fair um i quite was impressed by this Derby promo because it did kind of fire some shots at Hardy's way. And it, you know, the cinematography in general it, is always yeah, good for it's Derby. good, yeah. and I
0: really like him. I really like that it's different. You know I mean?
2: Exactly. Um, it's nice to see that Sting was in it as well, um, surprisingly. It was nice to, you know, because seems to sometimes come and go as he wants, so it's yeah, nice to
0: know I, he's still there. Affiliation with Derby is yeah. a bit like... It changes from week to week, it seems. But.
2: Yeah, and it's he also obviously said um, about earning his respect and, it and friends and the bit where obviously he said about, you know, money doesn't buy my respect or whatever you have to earn it. And at that point, I think Sting threw some money off the bridge out of a bag, which, you know, as cringy as it kind of probably was, still quite powerful. It's just like, you know, like money's everything to Matt and he just like Sting just kind of threw it off the bridge like it's nothing. Um, so to kind of to summarize the whole promo, it's basically like you are using all your money to buy friends. Well, to earn to be my friend kind of thing. You have to earn my respect and you have to. And that seems to be what Sting's done for him. I mean, in this kind of, you know, wrestling world, that's what Sting's done. In reality, he just also wears makeup.
0: So that's what he's done. <laughs> But I but mean, in wrestling, let, he's earned his respect, which he has, to be fair. A little bit wasteful, but I don't think the promo would have been as powerful if they'd cut to them walking into, like, Cats Protection or something and donating the money. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, Patrick, we had a Jade Cargill promo up next. What did you make of this? She uh, She basically... Called well. First off, Excalibur called her undefeated, which is a strong word to use after two matches. And just, just um.
2: Is it wrong just, though? Is it wrong? It's, you know, it's not wrong, but
0: there's there's it, by that standard. There's, I'm undefeated. Uh, yeah, by that standard, there's a shit ton of wrestlers who are undefeated, and they never call it out after two matches. So I think it's just another more evidence of them. She's Roman Reigns. I'm just saying it. She's Roman Reigns. Um, yeah. It, like I said, it's strong words after two matches. Uh she uh called herself red velvet's um idol yeah not role model. her idol and it's like i'm your idol it's like, it's like i don't even fucking know you <laughs> you know like how can you be my idol when you've just come in and had two matches and you've got no established career in this business like it's again it's just weird for me um and she reiterated the whole that bitch thing uh what did you make of the promo
1: first of all let's just go back to the promo before and just just say one quick sentence uh the uh Team oh, Test yeah, versus Darby and Sting thing is now finally over. <laughs> that's, Rejoice! That's 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 finally sealed. And uh, Alice one sentence here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and one sentence also to this promo. No, just not one sentence. Just one song. Uh, that's it. Uh. <laughs> uh, I just uh, i mean we'll talk a
0: bit because there's more stuff happened with her later we'll talk yeah later, like, let's just
1: I go just, to the to the match to the next one i really don't I just, want to I waste just, my time on re- yeah, that. yeah
0: but wrestling fans they don't like being told who to like and it's like yeah I don't know. that's
1: true but yeah a- a funny funny story i can maybe say jenny saw her the first time my girlfriend jenny and she looked at her and then at, 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 as they got down to her abdomen and when she flexes her muscles <laughs> jenny was like Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> completely my thoughts so everything is said jenny said everything i didn't say anything so there you go
0: (laughs) that's a woman talking about a woman so it's not it's not (laughs) i don't have to get the siren out um okay next up we had qt marshall versus cody Rhodes with special guest referee arn anderson they made this an unsanctioned match seemingly out of nowhere like that was just thrown in they were like it's an unsanctioned I was a like, bloody hell is it like I was Chris, didn't Mara, they, didn't they I was Chris Mara, did they say exhibition not unsanctioned no an unsanctioned exhibition match they said unsanctioned yeah. that's how that they could um, get all the hardcore just just because while we we're on it I know I'm really getting ahead of myself to the point where I'm talking about the last mm-hmm. moment of the match but the bell never rung so technically I think that match is still going <laughs> <laughs> like the, the bell never rung at the end of the match because there was no disqualification because it was unsanctioned and then um yeah no they specifically said an unsanctioned exhibition match. I was like, oh shit's gonna go down here i was like is it unsanctioned it's like it's a bit of a wet fart of an unsanctioned match after uh, <laughs> after thunder rosa versus brie baker like you're really gonna have a match like that and then another unsanctioned match and it'd be this but no funny enough i didn't completely hate it um Though, it didn't need to be an unsanctioned match, did it? Like, I mean, we know stuff went down after the match, which we'll talk about in a bit, but that could have happened in a normal singles match. Like, they could have just got disqualified, you know, it could have got disqualified, the offender, we'll talk about it in a minute, could have got disqualified, and there'd be nothing unchanged. Like, surely unsanctioned matches should be the blow-off match to a brutal feud, like we had with Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. Or Kenny Omega, John Moxley, etc., etc. So I was like, it was just weird throwing an unsanctioned match in the middle of a dynamite card for the first match of a feud. Um, yeah, Nightmare Family around Ringside. I, I tell you what, this whole Nightmare Family coming out and Cody's absolute belittling of QT Marshall, and um, it's kind of. I felt like QT Marshall was being playground bullied. By the night of our family, with how they're kind of humiliating him, like, I'm not gonna hurt you, don't worry, and stuff, and then all of Cody's mates coming around ringside. Um, um do you know what I mean, Jack? I actually and I I want to come to Jack specifically because of how critical he's been of QT, but <laughs> they're playing this, and obviously they definitely are playing this because of what happened at the end, but they're playing this feud, like coming into this match, they're playing this feud that Cody is the face and QT is the heel, and I said this last week. It doesn't feel that way with anyone for anyone with a sense of justice looking at this and looking at Cody being this absolute patronizing asshole to QT and JR picked up on it as well because he was saying he was saying well yeah you know that's insulting and and until the events that transpired at the end of the match JR was pretty much on on um, QT side where did you stand with this and because it didn't feel like Cody was spo- you know yeah supposed I- to be the face in this. I've got some bits to say, but I'll just to answer sort of your question sort
2: of, if I could try and, you know, find something that relates to it. Sort of sort of like Joker in the way with the, the Joker film that came out, obviously the other year where, you know, throughout the whole thing, you're feeling sorry for him. Um, and you know, he is the face in the story cause you know, he's getting society's treating him like shit and then he turns and then obviously he's the villain. So in this, he comes off of the villain, but really he's the hero because of just how, you know society's treated him you can kind of see how Cody's treated and you can see kind of how it's been but it's like obviously the Cody throws around you know the word like oh you're probably like my best friend like all this kind of yeah. these words these keywords where it's kind of like and like
0: you said belittling and all this sort of I'm not going to hurt you like it, it, it can come across as nice. a patch nice yeah wrestler, exactly. what I mean as, as much as we slag him off and say he's in the way and storylines he's a professional wrestler and you've got to treat every match like do you know what I mean well there's, there's been there's been
2: plenty of matches in wrestling where it's friends versus friends and they've not yeah. belittled them they've taken I'm, it seriously it's like yeah, whoever the, the, wins the, it's like fair the play
0: respectful, the respectful thing to do is to give it your all do you know
2: what I mean yeah and, and look at in a circles was... like tag team feud they're all yeah. friends and they all fucking tried didn't they just stuff like that it's yeah like, they didn't go easy on
0: each other so it's nah. disrespectful I think so yeah,
2: I don't massively. think yeah <laughs> I okay. don't warrant what QT did but you can see it like a,
0: like Joker I don't worry. It exactly. warrant what Joker did in the end but you could see why. <laughs>
2: like
0: You heard it here first. QT is iconic as the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> QT is to AEW what the Joker is to the DC Universe. There, there you go. go. <laughs> um, yeah, Cody, he he hit the fast arm drag start off the match. Uh, got QT in a position where he could have stomped on his head. Again, shit like this. Like, do you know what I mean? Where he was like, I could do it if I wanted to. Like Could stamp on his head, but didn't. Um, he QT... Uh, Then started targeting the shoulder. There was Cody's friends chant from the crowd. Again, this is not something that the fake crowd should be chanting. The Cody's friends stuff. Um, Yeah. uh Yeah.
2: yeah, because Zack Cody's friends um, came naturally from the crowd, didn't it, when it happened last yeah. week? Well,
0: again, also it's an insulting thing for yeah, pro wrestlers yeah. to chant at another pro wrestler. Sure. Again, this, this all just made it feel like you are not coming across how you think you're coming across right now. Yeah, like you're not coming across with Cody as the face and QT. Maybe as the it's American. Maybe it's just not our what's pretty way. <laughs> yeah, that's not coming across in this match. It just feels like bullying, to be honest. Um, Arn after QT started targeting the shoulder, it was like, "It's an exhibition." Um, like. Okay, <laughs> um, The Gun Club were complaining about that at ringside as well. Um, JR had an awesome dig at them um, because, uh, again, like I, I love JR's commentary in this match because he seemed to be the only one picking up on the injustice of it all and that Cody was coming across his heel and QT was coming across his face. I don't normally say I love JR commentary, but um, uh, the Gun Club, yeah, I think Tony Schiavone or Excalibur said something like that. Not a lot of people know this, but uh the gun club are actually really close they don't realize how close the gun club are to to uh to cody and jr says well they try to keep it quiet like obviously sarcastically because they're always coming out and stuff and um i uh i just i love that from jr was on point today i have to say credit where credit's due um then it cut to the ads even though they promised as it wouldn't go to the ads (laughs) cody it came back and cody was in charge he was whipping his belt off Cody went for the figure four leg lock and then didn't do it. And then the crossroads and didn't do it. Which, again, I think is weird because last week he said he just wouldn't break his leg in the figure four leg lock. And he wouldn't follow through on the crossroads, whatever that's supposed to mean. So, he never said he wouldn't do it. And, again, it's just a really weird way for him to behave in a wrestling match. Really disrespectful way. He just wouldn't hit his moves on him. Yeah, Cody's friend chant eh, Chan again. Um, I'm we, know, we all know what happened after the match. We'll get to that in a minute. But I was really glad might as well say this obviously some wrestlers turned on the nightmare family from inside the nightmare family turned on them i was really glad that aaron solo was one of them because as the crowd were chanting uh cody's friend i'm i'm looking and i'm thinking i aaron solo uh for for people who don't know he's in a relationship with bailey um i think they're engaged but he has gotten chance Uh, sorry
1: they they broke up like a few weeks ago Yep, they broke up
0: so Bailey's back in the market. She's like my <laughs>
1: wrestling
0: crush. <laughs> it's still possible. <laughs> I um, I gotta get, I gotta get wrestling so I can get in the scene and yeah, yeah. You um, should,
1: you should order the, the wacky wave, the waving inflatable afleting for your marriage already. So,
0: <laughs> I, that's good because I can like man. Aaron. I can like Aaron Solo now. He hasn't stolen my woman.
1: Yeah, but um, now his name is also program. He's solo. That um,
0: yeah, Did, um, um, but yeah, I. Uh, it's still relevant as someone who he was getting even though I don't think they, were, they weren't they were married But I think he was getting like Bailey's husband chance and stuff or Bailey, you know And he was getting that and he's come out and spoken about how much he hates that So for him to then be part like complicit in the Cody's friendship Like struck me as really disingenuous. So I am glad that he was one of the ones who turned do you know what I mean? Because then it, otherwise it would be like you're okay with this when you've sp- explicitly come out and said how disrespectful it is to people to chant that you're only famous because of Bailey. Do you know what I mean? So, the, yeah, I, I was I was happy about that. Um, QT then, I mean, it, 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 shit kind of went down when QT uh, punched Arn Anderson and then uh, he took him outside and he, I've written down, he disarmed Arn. By slamming his arm, <laughs> <laughs> he uh, yeah he 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 went after Aaron's arm on the uh, barricade. In fairness, uh, when he did hit on, I was like Jesus Christ, like kind of did what, come out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, then uh, so specifically, it was Aaron Solo, Nick Comerado, and Anthony Agogo, the bronze medalist um, from the UK. Uh, they they were the ones that turned with cutie on the rest of the nightmare family they got the steps up on the stage the steel steps and uh assisted cutie in hitting a pile driver on dustin rhodes um ago they then got cody up in the ring and a go go punched him in in the gut in the body and then brought him out and set him up for a chair shot on the stairs at this point Brandy's understudy, as I like to call her, came up because she does. She just fills in for all yeah, the spots yeah. Brandy would be in. Do you know what I mean? He's she's she's definitely Cody's substitute wife. Um, Red Velvet came out. And it's like, why are you this passionate about Cody? It's like it's like she's definitely just doing the stuff that Brandy was supposed to do, um, which is weird considering that were they no they weren't feuding were they? No, it was her and it was her and Jake. Yeah, actually. yeah. Anyway, ignore me there. Um, you always do. <laughs> but uh no, she came out to try and protect Cody and they all backed off. Again, just I, I find it weird that she just fills in for all, all the spots Brandy's supposed to. Uh heard a little bit from Jack about the beginning of the match. We will come back to you, but Patrick, thoughts on the match as a whole? I mean, it's still ongoing, like I said, there was no ring bell, so <laughs> I think the match I'd like I'd like Rumor to see has it, eh? kind <laughs> of just pin, now. pin him in his sleep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, it was, I, I was not happy with that match, to be honest, it was weird, it was, no, it was not also, it wasn't a real match, like you said, then, like, Arn Anderson was knocked over, and, ah, uh, and then Cody started, at some point, attacking, and, uh, no, uh, they, no, he did real, like, he said, no, I'm not gonna hit you real or so, and not stomp on you or anything, and then he did that. Yeah. I don't know, I'm sorry, I'm like, for for this, that's, that's nothing for me, I really, it feels so pushed into it to give i don't know cody or the nightmare family some relevancy because i rarely know what they're doing on dark or so the most of the characters there i just know about cody and then qt marshall gets pushed into that um i find it real shameful because uh the uh the the feud that was built up between him Hinden and penta that would have interested me way way more that and was it would so have weird, been, Al, i
0: was just discarded
1: yeah it it would have been also f- in my opinion better for the whole uh, program than just having another civil war within a faction because we come later to it there's another civil war yeah it, it's not now a civil war anymore it's but it started with a civil though, war right yeah it's way better but it's uh, and then you got another thing also coming on like with the hardy family and then you're like ah it's just really why do you have to do that now just keep it like it is it's it's uh, in the end it was nice that uh solo camarada antonio gogo and 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 any time
0: anytime he's doing moves it doesn't even have to be in a match like he was in like you say he was in a super quick squash match he looked amazing he looked amazing here again like that guy's the star of the group and here's the thing like I always complain, and I still complain about Nightmare Family nepotism, which is another reason where why Cody seems so heel and why he doesn't realize how he's coming across because pushing all his his mates and his students at the expense of other people. Do you know what I mean? And we'll like we'll come to Ethan Page in a minute. Where the fuck has Ethan Page been? And yet you're pushing people like from the the Nightmare Family rather than your you know established stars you brought in and and not respecting them um that that was always wind, winding me up but if there's one person from the nightmare family who does deserve the push and isn't getting it um i mean he he probably might be getting pushed just because of you know relation to Cody anyway but if there's one person who deserves it on tant alone it's 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 uh what's it nick nick did i call him anthony Comorado? like oh, sorry i think i might have mixed him up with anthony gogo nick Comorado. um he's fantastic
1: and now you got also like the contrary program. Like I said before, it's such a grounding and normal uh, uh, um, and good, like working up the ladder uh, introduction for Christian. And now, on the other hand, you have these teams with the people who get now pushed into the just the main program, not not a bigger program or anything like in the title scene, but just in this bigger program. For really, uh, I don't know. It's it doesn't feel right yet. They should have waited with it. They should have given also the feud more introduction there it's just when was it on on uh on revolution when qt turned the first time on like we have to say i don't know what happens on dark but they have to um understand that most of the viewers don't watch dark so and then and uh, then i think like two weeks ago so when was that two weeks ago when when uh, QG Marshall did something and then last week and now they announced the match so that was uh, I don't know it it feels off for presenting him for I don't know two years is almost or one and a half years as such a big friend of Cody and everything it can't turn this fast that's a thing also which is contrary to the program which we see later uh, with the Bucks and Kenny this thing goes on for so long and also with uh, hangman page that uh it takes super long to to when you have strong bonds with huge friendship in it to turn on each other that's what they are what what they're telling us that's what they want to have us emotionally invested in and this is why i'm not emotionally invested in this uh yeah civil war whatever you want to call it
0: do you have anything to add cody's having a
2: shit 2021 Compared to last year, Cody, this is no, such a yeah. downgrade. Like, last year, he was jumping off steel cages. He was taking whippings from MJF. He had probably one of the best matches on that pay-per-view with MJF. And now, he's feuding with QT Marshall. Like, that is that is a downgrade and a half.
0: Cody was the star of the live crowd era of AEW. And now
2: he's this close to getting live...
0: on dark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it won't be called the live crowd here in the grand scheme of things because hopefully we'll be back to full live crowds one, yeah. uh, one day soon but um, yeah his, you talk about his 2020 his uh, we obviously thought Hangman Page had the hottest out of anyone in 2020 just um, I mean
2: ironic because if of, you
0: talk to Hangman Page you'll probably say had yeah, the shit 2020 yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of uh, publications are saying John Moxley as well uh, but I think 2019 was Cody's year because that was the year of Cody and um, and uh, I would have said he was... I mean, he did win a lot of Best Wrestler of the Year awards in 2019. I don't think he won either of the big ones like PWI or WN. Mm. But Regardless, um, yeah, I thought he was the best in the world, the best face in the world in 2019. As you said, he also had an amazing 2020. And, and
2: the this... Brady Lee was first TNT champ. Like He had yeah. all this. Like,
0: Yeah, that was in 2020. He did have a fantastic 2020. Yeah, year. and then you look at it this year, he had...
2: The face of the revolution ladder match which he obviously didn't win he had a brief feud with penta and then he's got this feud with qt it's like when you compare him it's shit it just is
0: next up we had a promo that well uh, initially the promo seemed like it was from uh, ethan page alone where he was talking about how he's been underappreciated he was promised so much coming in hasn't been utilized or whatever which i mean fair enough uh, and then halfway through one of his sentences, it cut to Scorpio Sky completing what he was saying, um, also talking about how he's he's not been used right, essentially kind of shooting a little bit. Um, and it you know transpires it's a promo they're cutting together. You know the the camera changes that cha- changes a cut and they're sat next to each other. Seems like they're forming some sort of tag team. Uh, apparently they're having a match on Dark Elevation. Versus Matt and Mike Seidel. Um they're really trying to push dark elevation. There's a lot of promos for it this time. Uh, yeah, what would let's go, Patrick? What do you make of this of this partnership?
1: I find it quite weird that uh, Scorpius guys is now without like any further bigger ado out of SCU and not yeah. being with them anymore. There wasn't a big explanation for it. It's just like when he was injured, then he was gone for a while then he came back now like more of course he was more pushed as a single truster that's just fine but then got his own entrance music but they never said that he's out of scu so that's what i think is weird and they're not teaming it up with ethan page they're just pushing him also to the moon now I don't know. Uh, I, mean, I don't know what to hope from the partnership
0: this. of partnership of the overlooked people. To be fair, it doesn't yeah, make sense to me. But he, uh,
1: is he overlooked? He's just there for like three weeks or so. <laughs> I do think he's been so overlooked. overlooked. In the three
0: weeks he's been, yeah, the, the month he's been there, I think he has been overlooked. Yeah. Um, I I will I will say this. I actually I like this, and I'd quite like to see them. See, this is this is the ranking system working against them. I would like to see. So. We'll talk about this at the end of the show, and I don't want to get ahead of myself or anything, but I think best friends, obviously, we're not talking about the result or anything, but I think best friends are primed to take the tag team championships now. I think this is their time. Uh, so I'd like to see, I'd actually like to see the Young Bucks' first reign end rather soon. Um, and they can, I mean, they, they can have a face versus face and drop it to best friends easy and still work it into their current feud uh, with the Good Brothers and whoever, because they can, I mean, we had a promo later on where Don Callis was kind of isolating Matt and getting his head. They can have it be psychological reasons why they're not in the game to with, with uh, best friends and then kind of pin that on Don Callis and, uh, and his boys um and kind of and they can continue that feud without titles involved for me um but uh what i would like and this is what 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 i meant about them kind of booking booking themselves into a corner with the win-loss record is i mean they're going to have to give scu a title shot quite soon because of their number one ranking but i don't i don't think they're going to take it off the young bucks and i think The Young Bucks were already involved in the storyline. They don't need to... It would kind of be a disservice to me to not make a bigger storyline out of SCU being retired and and the Young Bucks being the ones who does it. And I I honestly think a team like this, Ethan Page and and Scorpio Sky, with Scorpio Sky being a former member of SCU, should be the ones to retire them. And especially then it would tie up that loose end that Patrick mentioned about them never really acknowledging uh, Scorpio Sky leaving SCU. Scorpio Sky could... um, you know they could they could harken back to that and say I remember how he left SCU and they could give some exposition about him leaving SCU if if him and Ethan Page are the ones to retire them which I can see I I would is what I would have happen um, in terms of how I'd do that is I'd I'd keep I'd keep this streak going longer as long as Christopher Daniels is willing to go because I think he might want to be looking at retiring and taking a backstage role but as long as he's willing to keep going I would keep. I would keep this streak going while um, – this is how I'd book it. Okay, so I'd have uh, best friends take the titles and have a nice long run. And I would I'd honestly would give SCU um, – because everyone would think they'd lose that match. Everyone would think they're retiring. I would honestly have them have a title match and win the titles one last time uh, and maybe hold it for maybe a month, two months tops. Have it be a short reign and then I'd have Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky come along and take the titles, crush their dreams, retire them. Um, that That's how i play it anyway. Um, and But this is the thing, with the, the ranking system, they're going to have to have a match super soon, and they're, they're going to end up facing the Young Bucks, potentially, and the Young Bucks are going to retire them with absolutely no investment in their storyline and no emotional emotional triggers there or anything. And I, I think that kind of sucks, and I don't think that's how SCU, SCU the first... Tag team, although it was Kazarian and, and Scorpio Sky officially the first uh, AEW tag team champions, I don't think that's how they should go out. So I don't know what you guys think.
2: No, yeah, so I, I do agree. Um, it'd be a shame because if, if they're never going to be a tag team again, then it's got to be a big sort of finish. And I get what you mean with the. And I do think you're right with the Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. And it'd be nice because uh, obviously Scorpio Sky is the younger one, so it'd be like passing the torch down. Like you Scorpio fly-
0: Sky, Scorpio Sky, be the one to get the pin too. Yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean?
2: and be like you—you you fly the flag for SEU. Um, I think
0: Scorpio, Scorpio Sky on Christopher Daniels is a solid bucket because Christopher Daniels is the one that seems to be I mean there's a saying in wrestling that is always go out on your back do you know what I mean mm. um, and you know it means in your last match take the pin I don't know if Christopher Daniels will be retiring or um, you know I'm sure he'll keep coming back for matches I don't think he's officially retired, but I think out of the two of them he is the one that's looking to slow down mm. especially based on tonight with Kazarian and how he performed against yeah. Christian
2: well that, uh, that's it and obviously Kazarian and Scorpio Sky both have singles runs anyway and, yeah. to be fair, could, they could still tag, couldn't they, eventually?
0: Eventually, if they made up, yeah. Yeah, but, so,
2: um, <laughs> so it's really just, obviously, Christian for Daniel's way out. So, yeah, I'd, I agree. That's a good way of book it. I don't think I've got any other alternative. It's got to be either, obviously, the way it most likely will be, which be losing to Bucks and then, you know, being it way out, which would still be okay, but just without that emotional investment, which is what you need to for this sort of storyline yeah. or the way you've booked it, which sounds much better option to me. Um, but yeah. I, I, but that's yeah. the thing.
0: But that, then the, then the number one contender thing gets in the way. So I don't know. I mean, they, they could have, they could have SCU beat the Young Bucks. No, I mean, no one would see it coming, but they could also, there'd have to be some fuckery there from Don Callis. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. And, uh, et cetera, for that to to make any sense. But and and again, this is the problem. This would this would then this is why they need the trio's title yesterday, because they could put <laughs> the trio's title on best friends while they do this. But at the moment at the moment with just one set of tag titles, they will be overlooking best friends who are ready right now. Yeah um to are hot. To, man. Cont- they're hot yeah, especially, they are.
2: especially like the matches you the the last couple of feuds you've seen of them, obviously the um street fight with Santana Ortiz, and then you look at this one, like they're Beating these guys now, like obviously it's in these gimmick matches where they seem to reign supreme a little bit, but they're obviously yeah. still good in tag matches. We've seen, yeah. um, so I mean it's really when you look at what sort of I mean it's obvious like, like AEW has a lot of good tag teams, so you'd like to see loads of them have it, but they do seem like they've been up there like since pretty much the start of like AEW, they've always been in like that top five, yeah. Um, even when they've been doing other stuff, so it's like. They're definitely in with the shout. Um, there's probably about you'd probably say two or three names. You probably like Good Brothers. You could obviously see with in the storyline-wise taking it off them, um, and you could obviously all see like Death Triangle as well. With obviously yeah. they've got
0: so, yeah. yeah. I, I will come to that in a minute, or or maybe not Death Triangle. Maybe the Lucha Brothers and Laredo Kid. But we'll talk about that a bit more and um, that book and stuff later. But just yeah, to put a point on it, if you introduce the trio titles now, you can put titles on on. Um, best friends which needs to happen best friends in orange cassidy can be trios champion and then you could do something like have SEU get their shot and like i said the young bucks losing for one that would be incredibly surprising but two they can make it make sense with this psychological stuff with don callis right That they've got going on right now and then the undefeated thing can keep going and maybe scorpio sky could retire them that's 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 what i'd like to see anyway next up we had a promo if you can call it that from red velvet she basically started talking about why she came to save Cody, and then Jay Cargill comes and attacks her and says, I already told you I'm that bitch. And um, so I don't know. It seems like she's attacking her because Red Velvet hasn't understood she's that bitch. Like <laughs> her motives, her motives for the attack is, I told you that I'm that bitch. When will you get it through your head that I'm that? bitch what does that even mean <laughs> jack how how can red velvet prove that she knows that jay cargill is that bitch oh
2: <laughs> uh, I, I just feel sorry for red velvet at this point yeah so this is just weird i mean is there much really to say the only thing i've got to say is i find it weird how Jade cargill is meant to be this big like deal yeah she's not actually had a match with anyone that's like you'd say with the big characters in like the women's division like you know Anyone, yeah, she lives in a separate universe. Yeah, it the- is. It's like it is a separate universe. It's that's that's a good way to describe it. Yeah, that's all I have to say. I reckon let's just br- brush past that.
0: You've got you've <laughs> got the regular women's universe, and then you've got the J Cargill universe where all that exists is her and, and uh, <laughs> her her red velvet and Brandy Rose are the only people that exist within this women's universe. That brings us to John Moxley versus Cesar Bling Ring. Um, yeah, it started with a promo from Moxley listing the things that pisses him off. Um, says our string looks like a Baywatch lifeguard, he says. Um, he didn't say it word for word. That's, that's me not being able to remember his surname. So doing that thing I do. <laughs> um, and he mentioned the Bucks and well, I guess we're on the same side now, et cetera, et cetera. More of the same from last week. Uh... Yeah, there's some nice wrestling from Mox here. He hit a dragon screw, which I haven't seen him do before, at least not in a while. Um, then he worked the leg, put a single leg crab on. Ryan Nemeth and JD Drake at ringside. Uh, Nemeth grabs Mox's leg. Cesar throws Mox out of the ring. and um, JD Drake, it's a clothesline on him, I believe. Um, and Cesar's pretty much kicking Mox's ass. It's, it's pretty much similar to most of Mox's squash matches. Like uh, the one he had against, what's it, your boy, the one you like, uh, Com- Nick Comerado, is it? Patrick? Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, Sim- similar fare to that. Um, Cesar looks like he's hurt his knee. Uh, Mox hits a nice German suplex, showing a bit of his more technical side there. It's a paradigm shift on one of uh, the two guys who came to ringside with Cesar Bononi. I think it was. I think it was JD Drake. I'm not 100% sure. And then uh, Mox got him in the rear naked choke, and it was over. Thoughts on this match, Jack? It was a bit
2: of a nothing match to me, to be honest. Um, I'm not too sure what was really the outcome of it. I mean, it was it just was what it was. It was okay.
0: I think it was an excuse for Mox to have a promo, to be honest. Yeah, I think. Which, was- well, let's talk about that then. What was your thoughts on Mox's promo? Yeah, if, I- from what you remember of it. It's good, especially,
2: and we won't spoil it now for the listeners, um, but when we get to preview of next week's card, you'll see. But definitely for what's happening in that match, um, you know, it's a nice little tease. And for what's further to come in this storyline, it's looking, looking forward, and there's some good stuff happening
0: in this storyline. Patrick, again, uh, I suppose you want to building anything jack said about the promo but also the match itself does it seem as if we're getting a faction here of sorts i don't know if this is something from dark but uh cesar and jd drake and uh ryan nemeth
1: yeah it looks like it because uh yeah also yeah but what jack already said regarding uh, next week's uh matches they announced it looks like a little bit uh don't know what they will be called i don't know the brazilian banonis whatever <laughs> Cesar, but, Panini. Uh, yeah. Cesar Panini Cesar uh, Panini Cesaro section I don't know Pepperoni why uh, I haven't I done that one yet Cesar Pepperoni yeah right because <laughs> <laughs> so no, right but, there yeah looks like it uh, let's see if there will be more on the air or just enhancement talent like, like they are here because uh, the match is clearly just a squash match for Moxley uh, yeah and there's nothing more to say to it I think Jack said everything that needs to be said to it
0: does like to get beat up in his squash matches though for a squash match he does take a hell of a beating in these matches
1: maybe he, he just needs it i don't know if he has like like a fetish for it but he, maybe he just <laughs> needs to be beaten up every once in a while to get a feeling in his body again that he's alive but then he just still wins so
0: that is very mox that's our that's our head and then why he's getting his ass kicked by jobs is he's letting them to jack himself up he, he needs to hook up <laughs> like uh, that's that's what it is Next up, we had a promo from Team Taz. Um, Yeah, it was... I, it actually quite made me laugh here. I've actually not hated the Team Taz promos the last couple of weeks because they've been so quick and concise and actually quite funny. Um, Taz said, everything is fine. You know, it's like, like the Bullet Club is fine throwback from years ago. Um, everything is fine in Team Taz. Ricky cuts him off and he's like, let me take it from here, Taz. And Taz just goes, okay. <laughs> <Like> that, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious <laughs> how he just kind of um, went with it. Um yeah, uh, Cage, Brian Cage seems annoyed uh, and there seemed to be some friction there. And uh, then Taz finished it off just completely ignoring all the tension going, Team Taz, baby, Team Taz. <laughs> like uh, uh, He was uh, quite funny. It was quite funny to me. I, I, I think people don't give Taz credit for his comedic side a lot. Uh, Patrick, what's going on? Are we working towards uh, Ricky Starks, Brian Cage match or or what?
1: maybe i would be really looking forward to have it uh, I like they should the, put the, F- if, the i mean if
0: that happens they should have the ftw Titan on the line surely, because he's like not defended that yeah, but, definitely. but when would it would it... make sense in story for him to defend it for that's the only time taz lets it be defended you know what i mean against someone else in team taz essentially
1: yeah would be something also like like we said before like a, 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 in a war a civil war sorry like a civil war within that faction it's not uh, really I large enough to Rick-
0: have a full-blown civil war, though, is it? Team tails, I suppose.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like five but, guys, uh, four. Yeah, like how even. Ricky Starks looked there in the beginning, clearly comedic, like having his hand, uh, having his head on his hand, and looking like a complete doofus. <laughs> it was quite yeah. good. But what I also liked, it was short. It just brought on point, just uh, evolved the storyline a little bit, or told it a little more. What what is happening here? They are drifting apart more and more, and. Uh, maybe that's a little bit too much interpretation on it but you saw brian cage on the far left side and uh, ricky uh ricky starks on the far right side maybe that's a that's a pinpoint to it but yeah i liked it
0: next up we had one of the big talking points of the night which i lo- oh, man this was awesome because it, it just because it just came from nowhere um it just seemed like it was just going to be another backstage segment another little comedy bit with MJF giving the Pinnacle a gift he's got for them, which was uh, a stylist and an interior decorator um, so I think he's got like these kind of style profile in the room and then he goes to get the interior decorated, goes to open the door and who is stood there but the inner circle sans Jake Hager because Jake Hager is stood at the other door as they try to escape out the other way. Um, Guevara starts kicking Spears' ass and slams him, slams him into a door, I believe. Um, and then Jake Hager and the war dog Wardlow going at it and Jake Hager puts him through a massage table uh, Cash gets thrown in the ice bath, Dax, Dax gets stabs in the head with a bit of wood, <laughs> and, um, and Jericho puts MGF through, uh, well, no, first he gives him a swirly, and then puts him through the Pepsi machine, um, and then gives him a, this is our dressing room, bitch, uh, this, oh, this was just, it was so well shot for me, and it was so, it was um, just awesome uh what did you make of it jack you got a big smile on your face so i'll come to you first
2: it was an iconic moment um yeah i mean it was obvious they were going to come back it was obviously you know it's obvious i wasn't story expecting line.
0: it though they they worked me into a shoot i was yeah no they,
2: they they did i wasn't expecting them to come back you know so soon or in that sort of way um but it, you know it's great to have them back gonna have more of this kind of back and forth back and forth stuff um I love that there's now a meme of MJF when he opens that door and insert a clip of, you know, something, something. Is it, un-
0: is it in the AEW meme verse? I haven't had. Yes, uh, yes. It's, seen. It
2: basically, someone uploaded it with the green screen and people have been adding, like, um, just <laughs> scenes which you'd be, like, uncomfortable with. But, like, there was one that was um, the 69 me done from the other week. So he, MJF <laughs> opens the door and that clip and he closes it. He's like we got to go.
0: <laughs> um,
2: so it's a good name and people been putting their own twists on that. So that's good. Um, but now it's class and, you know, it's nice seeing, as I said, when they, they were announced the pinnacle, seeing these, you know, one-on-one matchups or the tag team matchup, just basically how they're quite identical in the way they're formed um, and the characters they've got. So it's awesome. Looking forward to seeing more of it. Looking forward to seeing the P- pinnacle and inner circle future, blood and guts match which has to happen um and if it's not i'll be emailing tony khan and saying they they've mucked that one up there uh, but
0: well it is give us blood and guts exactly I mean, it's so funny it's so many that funny that anytime there's like a large rivalry which you can fit five people against five people in everyone's going <laughs> okay this is the blood and guts match wait <laughs> this no is this is the blood and guts match just waiting <laughs> for it just waiting for the confirmation one of these days that this will be the blood and guts match exactly uh, I suppose, well, we usually come to just one of you during uh, backstage segments, but so this one was almost a match in itself. So I'd like to get your opinion on it, Patrick. What were your thoughts on this? Did you enjoy it as much as me and Jack did?
1: Of course, of course. That was that was really cool. Uh, it was really well shot also, like you said before. Uh, it was just good fun. Also to bring the, you know, certain... Like, like those packages, kind of action like movie kind of action wedding. movie
0: cuts from like one yeah. person doing a Yeah, it was good stuff.
1: Yeah, and then with the camera, also following them at some points. Uh, what I didn't get with all the things, like I, was, I saw afterwards, that uh, Dax had a little, little not little, uh, quite a big wound, where he, ble- he bleeded from a lot. Uh, I didn't see how that uh, came to play. He was just sitting there when the camera uh, cut back uh, with a like yeah, blood-covered face. But I, I like um, that because
0: it was, it, it kind of, like the camera can't, you know, it's not like they're, it, it doesn't it gives a sense they weren't just waiting there to do the blood spot do you know what I mean they were they were actually fighting yeah, off camera definitely. because if they I were waiting just around just to
1: happened yeah when i saw it afterwards like how he was bleeding otherwise i would be like yeah he's just sitting there like bleeding like just for the effect that they attacked him at some point but now when i saw the big wound i was like oh i would have loved to see what happened there but yeah that's not, nothing bad but uh yeah in gr- general great and i can only agree that finally there should be a blood and guts match although i think who is the fifth man in uh the pinnacle i think uh tally blanchard in a blood and guts match he will die there <laughs>
0: Absolutely, he will. Um, well, no, we we don't need Tully you I you don't need. Tully Sean, yeah, you got you got um you got MJF Wardlow, uh, short. You know the sure FTR and Sean Spears. Yeah,
1: yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I forgot about
0: Wardlow. <laughs> I like that. Just right. take. Yeah. Just true. just uh, I, I, I It's not going to happen. But I just like this idea of kind of the coach, MJF, now picking his team for blood and guts. So yeah. he's, he's going through, you, 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 and it gets down to Wardlow and uh, and um, Tully Blanchard's, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Just picks Tully for the uh, violent should double should cage pick? match. <laughs> he absolutely would die. Then we had Alex Marvez interviewing the Young Bucks, and uh, Don Callis interrupts. And he kind of gets Matt alone, which I, I, I found it quite weird that kind of Nick kind of obliged him when he's just telling him to piss off. And so he does um, kind of started gaslighting him into kind of thinking everything's his fault that's happened. And, you know, that Kenny's the good guy who's left New Japan for them and they're the ungrateful ones. And it kind of looks like Matt's kind of believing it a little bit, um, kind of slaps him and... uh says that he, he says something like you make me or oh, you make me sick to my stomach or or something like that you you know you physically make me sick or or whatever um i haven't really been keeping up to date with bt i've been watching it a little bit but it does seem to be matt that's having the kind of existential crisis that they're carrying over into dynamite patrick can you tell us a little more about that and what were your thoughts on
1: this little interview segment first of all this is my heel moment of the week god Damn it. Uh, th- this was really great again regarding the storytelling uh also like like you said like it's it's weird that he tells i'd nick get out of my way and then nick just looks at him and just, just sees does it and you're like okay yeah suspension of disbelief I, I i believe so yeah uh but then he talks to matt again takes him aside wants to like like he might have found the weak spot in the in the duo of of, of the brothers and takes him aside again and talks to him uh yeah, in private again, and also that—that that was the side. if Ask him if he's like dead from the inside, or hollow from the inside, or whatever it is. If, if he doesn't feel anything anymore because he's not the same he used to be. He let Kenny back like a, a, like a wounded or or a bleeding animal instead of helping him. And if you're still feeling something inside or so that was that was quite deep, to be honest, <laughs> because that's that's the thing, what, what it is about. So in, in BTE, uh, Matt, like I said, last week, Matt was sitting at the at the office desk in a suit, uh, being like the corporate guy now and uh, yeah, and when he when he was sitting there and just realized, oh, I'm gonna make it like a small restaurant appointment for me and my my family and everything. Everything's fine. And then he looked there, and you like, okay, he feels like that. This this like uh, typical office, uh, not only office but management worker also. He's just doing his job, doing his best way, making everything fit into corporate. And then he realizes, am I just doing what I'm told to do? What I'm uh, like, yeah, that I'm I'm just functioning but not thinking myself. That I'm getting empty on the inside this uh midlife crisis thing maybe also so that's that's a nice touch what they're putting on there and uh yeah I'm really curious to see where this will uh end up in the end um with uh yeah with the whole constellation yeah you know that that uh, uh Mox still owes something to the box and uh yeah and he feels like
0: that's like Mox's kind of honor isn't it like it's kind of code. Yeah, right
1: right right so this is, it's it's interesting they're building something interesting that makes me very curious also regarding uh, the title now because the title is not really on the line right now the the uh, aw title so that's interesting to see to have them uh, both involved also the 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 tag team champions in in this case the young bucks so that's that's an interesting constellation
0: yeah that uh, that early 30s midlife crisis of matt <laughs> I mean, but based on a wrestler's <laughs> lifespan, it could be. Do you know? What I mean, that's a sad thought. Yeah, uh, we want man,
1: he's more in, in like yeah.
0: <laughs> we, we want Matt, uh, Matt and Nick around for a very long time. Next up, we had the Lucha Brothers and Laredo Kid versus Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers. Where is Pack? <laughs> is Pack <laughs> is Pack um, Pac stranded again due to COVID or something? Bueller? Um, uh, well, uh, he's
1: he's injured. Yeah, ankle. He's injury. injured. Okay.
0: Still, I'm glad we got someone who knows what's going on. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I guess they're kind of, I suppose Laredo kids sort of subbing in for what Pac would be doing, but it's just it's, it's inconvenient timing because obviously they they you know having to just ignore the fact that Pac and Ray Phoenix specifically were you know on course for a, a tag title match, etc. etc. And it was it was sort of a heel versus heel match, this because like. This is The weird thing they've got, um, Alex Abrahantes still doing mouthpiece for Penta with his kind of <laughs> sh- shitty grin and his kind of you know, um, nasty, you know, sadistic. I've
2: been loving that by the
0: way, I've been yeah, yeah, Reddit, no, so no, no. I'm not saying Manfred. it's, a, I'm not saying a bad thing, but it's, 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 no, no, quintess- I'm just saying, yeah, it's quintessentially heel though. Do you know what I mean? Which kind of made this a heel versus heel match, um, but yeah, uh, started out very strong with phoenix started very strong we had a little super kick party from the luchas um nice moonsault tope combo uh then doc and kenny kind of were trading tags isolating laredo kid who's obviously like the weak link of that team uh in the corner um kenny was being kenny being very cocky uh yeah we had a um oh there was a nice triple splash i don't know if you uh caught that bit there was kind of um didn't they all kind of get on each other's backs or something and kind of fall on it was kenny and the and the good brothers yeah, i think yeah. yeah
1: made like a they triple all... uh jumping whatever bomb.
0: <laughs> yeah it was it splash was uh pretty unique yeah i think excalibur yeah. called it a triple splash yeah um yeah We got another name check for Tanahashi, I think when they were doing the sling blades. Um, So they seem to mention him every week. Do you think Tanahashi (laughs) could be the one showing up? I'm genuinely asking it now because of how they seem to mention him literally definitely. like every week. Yeah. Because um, before this, I was just thinking, oh, he's the ace or former ace of New Japan. And they're just referencing him a lot because they're trying to familiarize the crowd with New Japan for when whoever shows up. I didn't really read too much into it specifically being Tanahashi. But they do specifically mention him a lot to the point where part of me is wondering could Tanahashi up? Because that would oh. be, I mean, that's big for everybody because New Japan don't really need him at the moment but he's a massive star and if he came to you know I'd quite like to see it to be honest there was an awesome reversal from Kenny he did a reverse on a Laredo kid move into a power bomb he followed up with a V trigger which he kicked out of I believe um uh an insane tope uh from Laredo kid I believe and uh he reversed the one wing angel as well he didn't kick out with the one wing angel um nice Michinoku driver really nice back and, f- back and forth from then he missed the Phoenix splash then he actually did get the one wing danger win and it was over after which John Moxley and the Young Bucks come down uh, I don't think the Young Bucks specifically tore it up with Kenny I don't think either of them came to blows um, one of you can correct me if I'm wrong but they're setting up for that I believe uh, before we get ahead of ourselves Jack what did you make of the match as a whole oh this was this is a
2: another me this is I've been saying it quite a lot recently because, you know, I think it's true. I think these guys were just awesome. Um, great match, high energy, um, and yeah, just kinda kinda keeping the more more obviously Ray Phoenix, um, relevant for obviously when the tag match happens, eventually keeping them in action. But also, you know, it's nice they're using this the radar kid um whilst he's, you know, given his time to be part of AW. Um I guess they obviously yeah fill in for Pac, till Pac can come back and then they can get back on track or whatever storyline they were going for there. But it's cool. It's oh, always love seeing some luchadors wrestle. Um, probably my favorite type of wrestling to watch. Um, from a you know viewing side of stuff. So um, so yeah, great match for me. Loved it, and more excited for what's to come next in this storyline.
0: And why don't. Why don't we have patrick run us through the after the match and what is to come next in the storyline i mean obviously we're going to talk about next week but
1: yeah so after the match john moxley came out and faced kenny omega and since he's alone one against three the young bucks joined him and they're staring down each other that's basically what happened so <laughs> and then yeah. uh, they're like really uh Kenny with the uh, good brothers and callus was callis also in the ring with him already I think he was in the ring after yeah after the match he directly came uh, from the uh, announcer position in the ring but then they fled out of the ring um so what Don
0: callis does from best. the
1: bucks and Mox. yeah I think we I think uh, we just, mentioned just it before
0: on this when he ran away before but there was I think there was like uh I not know if it was a wrestle kingdom or it was around that time because he, he used to be a commentator for um New Japan Don callus did. And there was a, there was a moment when it was when he was like being really buddy buddy with Chris Jericho because they're both from Canada. Don Callis just latches on to other Canadian wrestlers, and. Um, he, uh, I think he was really scared of Minoru Suzuki. I think was the the thing they were doing. Um, I think it was Minoru Suzuki. Someone cor- correct me if I'm wrong. But there was a point where he came around ringside, and Don Callis just disappeared for like the first half of the show because he ran out of the arena. So <laughs> they're kind of bringing out that kind of same persona where he just like runs away. It's brilliant. We had a promo next from Britt Baker and Rebel Not Reba, uh, where. Brit was basically saying that dark ev- dark elevation was like the perfect place for Rosa to get her winds up so even they're even they acknowledging that that's a place that they just use to artily, artificially inflate winds do you know what I mean even though obviously Brit Bakers a heel but that is true what what she's doing she's basically saying this is a this is kind of a, a jobber place um yeah basically saying she's she's but she she's it's funny because she's saying it's the perfect place for um for for thunder rosa essentially saying she's too good for elevation but then she's saying but you can catch me on elevation it was essentially just a plug for dark elevation jack what's the difference between AEW dark and aw dark elevation do tell me
2: <laughs> insert meme from the office here where corporate wants you to spot the differences between these two pictures <laughs> they're the, yeah, the same, same picture. picture exactly and that's all i'm going to say because i think you covered pretty much what i wanted to say anyway there so
0: but you love Britt baker
2: I do love Brit Baker. Good promo from her, but it was just an advert for Dark Elevation. It was just
0: an advert, wasn't it? So we can just move on. Next up, we had Nyla Rose and the Bunny versus take Conti and Hikaru Shida. Uh I'll come to you first, Patrick. What were your thoughts on this
1: match? The part from uh take Conti, or like, yeah, most parts Taikanti and and uh Hikaru Shida were in the driver's seat in the match and and executing their moves. This part was good, but when it came to Nyla Rose and uh, the Bunny, especially the Bunny, yeah. I was like, oh, it's, it's just not good. It's it's not not AEW. Or it's not dynamite worthy." You know, she's well, still still Nyla Rose's. You must have
0: yeah. been particularly pissed when it was the Bunny specifically and not Nyla Rose who got the pin against Take On Then, although yeah, it wasn't clean, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't
1: clean no no it was it was not clean that's what, what I'm what I'm happy for because she had also this nice judo uh, judo, judo, judo 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 role how do you say that in English judo? yeah she had she judo.
0: she was executing some judo moves in this so I'll just give it play by play quick yeah beginning of the match dark Order came out as they have been doing as they did last time uh to kind of celebrate take T and support her I think they mentioned it something like I don't know if this is it specifically it was something like 319 or something days that Hikaru Shida has had the title um at this point and, uh, yeah, she's the longest reigning champion in AEW history. Tay Conti uh, did a nice, start with a nice knee lift on the bunny. Um, she was kicking the bunny's ass through a lot of this, to be honest. Um, she was, like, trash-talking Matt Hardy. The camera was focusing on Tay Conti a lot, which I was hoping was kind of indicative that she was going to kind of Win this, but she ended up actually being the one that took the pin. Uh, She'd have suplexed the bunny into the ropes. So bunny was taking a lot of moves to be to give her kind of credit where credit shoe, but. Who else are they gonna do the moves on? They're not gonna do the moves on Nyla Rose, are they? Um, especially with moves like um, at one point Tay Conti did like a, a backbreaker right in front of Matt Hardy, like saying, Yeah, look at this kind of thing, and they did like this kind of move where she kind of swung the buddy around her body into a backbreaker. It was quite slow, but it was also quite nice. Um, yeah, as you said, she did her kind of judo moves. Um it kind of started breaking down ringside a bit. Did they all kind of was there a bit where they were like jumping out of the of the ring? There was, wasn't there, where um yeah, they did that whole jumping, jumping in on. jumping into a crowd spot. It was uh right, Conti right. and Sheeta, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, right, right. And Jim Ross I think wasn't happy about that again. <laughs> was he not? Yeah, probably he was criticizing that in the past, <laughs> but he all didn't right. say anything.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah um at least at least they were i think they were doing what we would say in in the we games as weight detection as in they didn't fall down on the first one did they It took two of them because they're obviously lighter lighter ladies um then the bunny used a kendo stick which to be fair was it the kendo stick that hikaru shida brings to ringside so it's like you brought the weapon kind of thing do you know what i mean um so i can kind of see it from their perspective she Use the kendo stick on Take On T and quite an anticlimactic finish in pinning Take On T. Jack, give me, give me, give me a verdict on this match. Ah,
2: uh, it was. What, well, definitely one of the weaker women's matches we've seen on
0: Dynamite recently. Um, it was, and I'd be, I'd be tempted to give it my Screamer of the Week if it wasn't for the fact that if I look at this objectively next to John Muxley versus Caesar, Caesar Bang Bros, um, it's, it's not, it's not worse than that is it it, it, was, no, definitely I think it was objectively not. objectively a better match than that definitely and you know <laughs> Sorry,
1: it... you lost me there with Cesar Bing <laughs> 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 um
2: yeah I mean it was what it was I think they, they seem to be pushing the bunny recently so I and think expensive
0: take on though and I don't think that's the right call
2: yeah but you you did mention obviously we saw a lot of Tay in this match so I think yeah. it's kind of the, the cheap finish and um you know, still giving a lot of uh, screen time to Tay in this match kind of bodes well for me. Um Obviously, Nyla doing what we kind of like and we applauded um, Nyla for last week being that kind of, that unique woman's presence, the the big woman, basically. Um And she to there being the champ. So I think in t- terms of a lineup for a match, it was decent. Um Shame yeah. it as decent a match, but I think, you know, the, the more people you have in the match, the harder it is for it to be a better match. in fact I mean, not as such, but, you know, because there's a lot of people try and um, impress the you as an audience, it's always going to be a bit tricky and you're always going to find the people that you didn't gel with as much. But overall, it was an okay match, not match of the night, but that being said, it, it was enjoyable.
0: Yeah, not too bad. It was fine, I would say. Um, although I will just play devil's advocate here and say you say that they're, you know, making the best of both worlds by they can push, they're pushing the bunny while also letting Take Conti showcase her. Kind of skills and and like that's all well and good, and that gets take on over the crowd. But let's say, has it been all that good for Cesaro and WWE for all these years? Because that's essentially what they've done with him, he's kind of never kind of broken through and got the kind of wins that he deserved. And um, and obviously, it's far too early in her in her run to say that take on you know, female Cesaro, AW Cesaro. I'm not saying that at all, but I'm just saying like. That's what can happen when you you uh, you have a wrestler kind of show off their skills but still lose. You know what I mean? They get very Definitely. over with a smart with a smarky crowd, but they're not getting what they you know. there's at the end of the day, there's still someone being pushed over them that's not as good as them in this in this case, the bunny. Although, like I said, credit where credit due. She took a lot of moves in this match. So, hmm. next up, we had a promo from Jurassic Express versus Bear Country for next week. <laughs> um, this is a. You got thoughts on this jack <laughs> what gave that you the impression of that <laughs> well i guess we know who we're coming to um yeah this was a cross-promotional thing promoting godzilla versus kong or kong versus godzilla um 16 pounds on amazon prime to rent if you really want to see it that much um <laughs> jack uh i i i can't imagine you've got any strong opinions on this have you <laughs>
2: I just find it hilarious that we've come to a day and age where we are literally just having a match purely to promote a movie. Like, how does how is how does this happen? Like, they've even got obviously you know Jurassic Express to represent the Godzilla side and Bear Country to represent the King Kong side. But it's not I, a bear; it's a monkey. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just find it hilarious how they've tried you know what credit yeah. brian when yeah you no, get, they when you have get money they've... to do something and you have to do it they've tried
0: <laughs> they've thought they've thought this is a yeah what have we got that's close to godzilla okay dinosaur fair enough what have we got that's close to a monkey <laughs> like that. they've gone bears bears are kind of close to apes i'm just say <laughs> so bear country uh oh, hilarious yeah they uh there was a bit where they were kind of quibbling over, you know, mammals and animals, and we don't like you, animals. And then you know, Luchasaurus was reminding, him, no, mammals, they're mammals, they're not a, uh, you know, because he's a lizard. Um, and then uh, this was this was bizarre. Um, Marco Stunt apparently has got. I don't think he actually has. That would be commitment. He if does. He did. No, he actually he- does. He's had it. He's had it before um, this
2: oh yeah before on, this but yeah because okay. i saw Sammy's vlog that that's his tattoo that he's
0: had before obviously well, that's that, that make, that's perfect then um he uh yeah he's got a a king kong tattoo or a or a gorilla tattoo and um they said why have you got this and he said this this was bizarre he said i got it so i'd remember to beat dad ass <laughs> <laughs> i shouldn't have said that while you were taking a drink of water what the fuck? <laughs> like they could have thought of a better finishing line than that couldn't they but it was just um odd but do you know what i i actually don't think they necessarily do it so much for the money or because they need the money this cross-promotional stuff obviously that's a factor in it and the stuff with the go big show and stuff like that but i honestly think part of it is tony khan thinking this makes us look legit you know this is a big movie um you know a, a Godzilla movie it's the you know big Hollywood movie having being you know being able to promote it it makes us look like you know it's kind of thing WWE might do do you know what I mean so I think it kind of he thinks it, it makes us seem same thing as having Snoop Dogg or Mike Tyson or Shaq you know <laughs> anyone who anyone who come it makes them look big league I think in his mind do you know what I mean yeah and and I, I suppose if they do get some money for promoting it then happy days a little bit of a little bit of a, a bonus but yeah, it is just from a from a viewer standpoint and a regular fan standpoint, you know, fans they've already won and they don't need to win more fans, it it does just strike as a little little
1: odd. I'm but- not hoping they will be promoting the new uh Space Jam movie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> because God. it's also from <laughs> Warner, so <laughs> <laughs> uh Bugs Bunny okay. versus I don't know LeBron James in the ring. Oh, uh, can you imagine know.
0: if they somehow like animated a, a <laughs> the, match the with the bunny. bunny. The bunny can yeah. be The bunny. bunny, the bunny. Oh
2: the no. The
1: Bunny, of course, yes.
2: And then who I would play know. who'd play LeBron? Um
1: Shaq <laughs> just, I was
0: literally going to say get oh? Shaq back but I didn't know if that the Bunny or the
1: bunny against Lola Bunny in the match who's the real bunny I don't oh. know <laughs> oh, loser leaves bunny match
0: <laughs> oh that's 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 gonna happen isn't it um <laughs> okay. well from from that we go to Miro and Kip Sabian versus Orange Cassidy and Jackie T it's the match we were waiting for it's
1: your main arcade event, anarchy, of, the main event of
0: the evening <laughs> Patrick straight up just give me your thoughts on this one i don't want oh, to go no, too
1: much into detail because i think you'll get the play-by-play but it was yeah really really awesome f- from Wars my point of view i really liked i really liked like everything that happened in it i really hope that it, this is the finish to oh, the be, yeah. feud at some point i think it will be now more uh Miro against kip and hopefully the uh the best friends in another way now having a, a bigger group now as they're supposed to have now, with one more member. Because this maybe. felt like
0: an ending, didn't it?
1: Yeah, it felt like an end indefinitely, uh, but it also felt like a start. Chris Tedlender versus uh, Penelope Ford. Um, but le- let's see how this is like. I hope Chris Tedlender is also involved in a group or so. But like all in all, the the, the setting was great um, with the, with the real arcades around it. I loved that. I also loved that they made this like uh, arcade. Uh, yeah arcade place feeling that they had like the the weapons for the match prices on a, hanging on a toy thing yeah. wall you can get yeah right you can get as uh like like for uh that amount of tickets you got um they do gimmick
0: match as well don't they aw
1: yeah really good they're they're really like like also into the details then i think this is also why they why they give like the the rest of themselves so much uh, free space on uh like yeah uh, building that up i think that was a lot of that was made by maybe miro kip or like all of them together like they know how arcade looks and they had really really good arcade machines there like mortal kombat 2 and stuff like that that's really well mortal kombat 2 specifically was very light
0: and easy to eat which i uh (laughs) yeah i I wasn't sure about but anyway i will i will uh i'll give you the play by play so um the first kind of notable spot for me was when Kip went through the back of the whack-a-mole machine. The moment when he just he just he, he's got a shot from the front, and then I I can't remember who it was that threw him through. I have to imagine it was Chucky e. T, but like puts him through and he's just like motionless. Uh, no, it was you know, OC. Coming, it was OC. was it after coming through the back of this machine? He was uh, he was motionless. It was um, very funny. Uh, lots of funny moments in this match, to be honest. But uh, then they started. Uh, as you say, Patrick, taking down the prizes from the prize wall, like the trash can and the kendo stick, using them on each other. Um, OC and Chucky T ended up piling things, piling weapons on Miro and going for the pin. Kit made the save. Um, actually don't sleep on this bit he dove through the space in the machine i don't know whether it was the whack-a-mole machine but he he dove through the open space in the machine to make that save and that was kind of a little bit underrated to be fair like credit where credit due to kip that i haven't been his biggest um fan but even so uh I think it was Chucky T went and grabbed the teddy bear from the prize wall, and there was a teddy bear chant. And uh, obviously, I think we all probably thought it was going to be thumbtacks in here. It was Legos, which was so much worse. Um, and when uh, when Chucky T came out, and I noticed he was wearing the kind of the top, the spanix top and not going shirtless like he does, I was like, okay, so he's going to take some sort of some sort of spot to the back that he's cushioning from something like i was thinking glass. i was thinking he was going to go into like a pinball machine or something like that but i think it was this spot that he was wearing it for where he kind of took a bump right on the legos which is just horrific um it's so much worse than thumbtacks because it's you know they're blunter they're not they don't just go into the skin and that's that there's resistance and it's you know there's corners it's yeah um it was a nice little counter battle between uh, Orange and Kip. Orange hits the beach break and the orange punch. Uh, Penelope broke that up, and then she went outside and was up against the grab machine. And that's when she's back. Chris Statlander appeared from within the grab machine. Great little, um, great little thing there. Um, obviously, her and Penelope facing off, and there's a there's going to be something come of that, and then. The even bigger return than Chris Statlander and even bigger return than Trent, who came with her, was the return of Sue. <laughs> Woo! Woo, Sue! Sue in her, in her uh, minivan. Uh, Trent gets out, gives her a peck on the cheek. I, I knew this was going to happen at some point, but it was just so brilliant. And Trent makes his return. Um, Miro at some one point, goes to go after Sue, doesn't he? He uh, had that kind of horror movie moment where he was approaching the car and she was uh, helpless, but uh, Trent, thankfully, appeared to save his mom.
1: But but was she helpless? She just had to, like... Yeah, she could have yeah, just revved the
0: engine and mowed him down, couldn't <laughs> she?
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> she could just do a hit-and-run with him. That was way easier than just sitting there like, ah!
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, but, um... Yeah, Sue doesn't. Sue doesn't think like that. She must be protected at all costs. She's 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 a pacifist, um. Except except when she she flipped them the bird, didn't she? That one time she, oh, yes, uh, yes. the the uh, Santana royalties, um. Yeah, Trent ended up putting Miro through a table at one point. That neutralized him, and uh, Ch- uh Chuck. It was a Chucky. who got the pin. Uh, did a running. Was it a running power slam on on Kip off the off the stage and uh, yeah Ch- Chucky got the win and for, I mean for me it was a fantastic, fantastic fantastic match but it was all about the end of the match and it was uh, standing victorious in the ring to Where Is My Mind their new music by the Pixies there was Best Friends Reunited giving the people what they want with a big hug joined by Chris Statlander and had a, a big four-way hug and then all, all getting up celebrating on the corners and giving the thumbs up to Sue who's giving a thumbs up back and I had one of those moments where you're like this is why I watch wrestling do you know what I mean like it's all well and good rooting for heels because they're the good wrestle, you know they're good wrestlers you know we like um, or, or even because they're good on the mic like we, we like MJF we love to hate MJF but we recognize MJF's talent do you know what I mean but at the end of the day this is why I kind of root for faces because you know the good guy wins in the end and you're supposed to support the good guy and you know and this is you know this is one of those moments this is that kind of feel good payoff moment to a feud and a feud that hasn't been great but you know i'm i'm not just happy because it seems to be over it's not just a relief element it's it's they, they actually did end this very well and with a really really good you know classic wrestling moment um that i you know i got i was getting goosebumps feeling a little emotional watching it it was um it was good stuff jack did that resonate with you and, and what were your thoughts of the match as a whole as well because we came to patrick and coming to you about it
2: yeah not not too much track because you obviously when you do your play by play you cover most of it but no really really enjoyable match very unique and everyone knows on this podcast now i love a gimmick match um i just think they're class i think this one was perfect as well wasn't too long Felt like a perfect length. It didn't at any point feel boring or feel like, oh, this, yeah, this is you know, run its course." Um, perfect. I love different elements of it. Only criticism I've got is Kip Sabian seems so out of place here. Like, and I've got a semi weird feeling that Kip Sabian... You got know to yourself,
0: bit. Jack. You got a semi. She <laughs> left. A, you left too long of a pause after that. You're like, I've got a semi. Thanks, Jack. Thanks for the update. No, got, Sorry, I've go got, on. I've got a, got a semi for Kip.
2: <laughs> no, I feel like Kip Savion's a bit of a pussy because I, I think I saw him a couple times, like a, a, a spot which looked like it was meant for Kip, change so that Kip was the one that was least affected. The key yeah. one for me is when they were at the top of the ropes and it was Kip and Chucky T, and it looked like um, it was going to be Chuck, uh, Chucky T throwing Kip off so that Kip yeah. would be the one to land on Lego. And then I could see it then switch. So that Kip was the one to throw Chucky T, so Chucky T got the main one main hit. And another one was at the start with the whack a mole, where I could see OC not really like like hitting Kip Sabian too hard. So I've got so based on that analysis alone. Hair, you know? Yeah, true. Based on that analysis alone, Kip <laughs> Sabian is not a future wrestler for blood and guts. So MGF, take him off your scouting. Um he's not gonna he's not gonna be up for it. He's not up for this sort of stuff. Uh, that's probably the most hardcore we'll ever see him. And I feel sorry for Kip Sabian because I feel like they've even tried to give him Miro to kind of boost his kind of presence in AEW. And he still feels like so inferior and not... He's just like,
0: black. And he's not a bad wrestler. This he's, is not, he's, 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 he's not. He's just got not a bad wrestler. He's just no charis- He's no real charisma. It's like, no. it's like Jake Hager. Jake Hager's not a bad wrestler, I don't think. I think he's... I mean, he's got that amateur background. Um... You know, I think he's quite good as far as, you know, power guys go. But Jake Jake Hager... And I I like Jake Hager-ish because of the inner circle, but Kip Sabian's got no kind of likeable factions around him. Like, even Miro didn't... You know, Miro, one other wrestler in a tag team with him isn't enough for me to suddenly like him, do you know what no, I mean? Um, maybe yeah. part of a faction with its own identity would be, you know, maybe me like... But, you know, I just... <laughs> It's just, just boring. Like, I don't... And he's... like he, I'd go as far as to say he's not even not a bad wrestler. He's a good wrestler. But, like I say, good good wrestling can only get you so far. You have to have... Exactly. A which I just don't think he does. No, and I, that,
2: that's about... Yeah, that's about it for me. That's just a... I just wanted to point out Kip Sabian's fear of taking bumps. <laughs> Pussy!
0: Okay, that brings us to the end of our Dynamite review. It's time to give out some ratings before we discuss next week and less important shows match of the night do i have to ask jack night okay patrick do i have to ask you <laughs> nope nope then it's unanimous the match of the night is nyla rose and the bunny versus. <laughs> 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 it's uh it's arcade anarchy of course we already had uh Patrick's heel moment of the week so it's time for my scream of the week this is the thing this is a really hard one for me to do because there was no bad moments this week and I think everything was sort of an improvement on last on so even like things I'm tempted to give uh, a negative to like i would be tempted to give a negative to the the women's match but but objectively it wasn't a worse match than the jobber match but I can't give it to the jobber match the Moxley job match because it was a jobber match and like you take these things into account so it's, it's a really hard one for me to give so I think and, and again even the QT Marshall stuff which you know isn't great the QT Marshall Cody stuff it's it's hard for me to give it to that because this is at least an improvement on what they've been doing with QT Marshall. This is better than it has been. It's a step in the right direction. I don't want to condemn that. So I think I'll give this week's shocker of the week to the uh, Kong versus Godzilla cross promotion.
1: <laughs> I agree. I can't I'll wait
0: to you give it to you next week now after that. Be a lot of uh, be a lot of those sounds in Kong versus, Kong versus Godzilla. See it on Amazon Prime on whatever date we we actually haven't been paid to cross promote it. Don't worry about that. <laughs> um, Jack's got a tattoo. Jack's got a Godzilla <laughs> tattoo for it. Moving swiftly on to next week's card. So coming up next week, the Inner Circle will make a statement. We have a tag team match between Jurassic Express and Bear Country promoting for some reason. Uh, King Kong versus Godzilla. <laughs> um, AWTNT Championship. The AWTNT champion, that is Darby Allen, will defend against JD Drake. More on that in a minute because that is batshit to me. Uh, we have a singles match. The Bunny with Matt Hardy and the Blade, and the Butcher, versus Tay Conti after, I suppose, after uh, this week's events with the Bunny cheating to get the pin. Tay Conti will be with the Dark Order, even a shoe grace from Preston Vance, and Negative One apparently will be at ringside. (laughs) A a six-man tag team match in the main event, one would assume John Moxley and the Young Bucks versus Kenny Omega with Don Callis and the Good Brothers. What are you looking forward to most, guys? And why is it not Darby Allen versus J.D. Drake?
2: I think it's bold of you to assume it's not Darby Allen versus J.D. Drake, to be fair. i just... <laughs> Fucking not, though. Is
0: it? Is <laughs> it, it? It's not, no. What's he, um, done, to, what's he done for that? I, why is J.D. Drake... I don't think they, seen J.D. Drake wrestle, wrestle on, on Dynamite yet. They're only, yeah, he's going to um, have a title shot. Their only explanation
2: was that um, it's an open challenge, and apparently J.D. Drake asked for it.
0: Um, that is the only reason why. Why isn't uh, someone like Ricky Starks asking for it? Why isn't someone like, I don't know? Surely, surely the TNT title can't be that meaningless that nobody wants it except JD Drake that you can't book anyone. No, he, you know, just think of this in kayfabe for a second. Universe like, uh, Darby Allen said, "I'm taking any, any, anyone who wants it." contact me and I'll, uh, I'll give you a match are we are we to assume that nobody better than JD Drake has gone yeah I'll, I'll, I'll have that and like if so what does that say about the TNT title do you know what I mean I mean yeah. if Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page feel like they've been overlooked so so much like why don't they I mean Scorpio Sky had a fucking massive face the revolution ladder match to get a, a shot of the TNT title um and and yeah and yet all you had to do was fucking JD Drake just to say, yeah, I'll, I'll you know, and he just gets a match because Darby and <laughs> just completely invalidated that match pretty much. Absolutely. Um, but like, yeah, if they feel so overlooked, why not answer the challenge? And why is, why is JD Drake the best we can have? Like, I'm not shitting on JD Drake, but like, yeah, I don't think he's had a match on Dynamite yet, has he? Nah. Um, but to answer
2: your original question, match of the night, uh, or one that I'm looking forward to, the most has to be Bucks
0: versus good brothers and kenny we uh we usually all three of us often seem to pick different ones when we talk about what we're most excited about but i think it'll probably be unanimous this time i am too most excited about although i am i am excited to see take on a singles match again i will say even though it's against the bunny i am excited to see that um but yeah most excited about mox and the young bucks versus kenny and the good brothers patrick can i safely assume you're excited about that match the most too
1: yeah, and also the match you mentioned with Tay Conti and uh, yeah. the Bunny, although it's the Bunny in there, but it will be like a little more continuing of the storyline also there. Curious t- to see why Negative One is also announced. Maybe he'll just mm-hmm. be in the ring and just stand in front of the Bunny. Bad Bunny, you're a bad Bunny. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> Have a quick negative moment. one. Yeah, yeah but, but we allow uh, it. yeah, The main event is like, yeah, will be like in, in, in the whole feud or maybe in their friendship, another brick in the wall. To quote pink floyd <laughs> what will Classic. happen with them there yeah and also to see matt's reaction to all that will he go completely ballistic or just stand there and we have another hello darkness mode friend moment where he's just hollow mm-hmm. on the inside and just staring into the camera or into the off we don't know
0: let's like see some more hangman page talking about like people having crises i um haven't seen hangman page this week and i don't know i miss him i miss hangman mm-hmm. So that brings us to the last part of our show, which is less important shows.
2: shows.
0: Got to start with the obvious. Um, how beautiful, how majestic is it that they have uh, they have modelled the new uh, I W G World Heavyweight G P World Heavyweight Championship on the shittest tattoo a wrestler has ever got?
2: It looks <laughs> like Cody's
0: tattoo, doesn't it?
2: Oh, it's just an outrage! Definitely. It is an outrage. It's mental. Yeah, it I, looks like I, a
1: transformer.
2: I don't know whose idea that was, but sack him.
0: I, I it, ma- it makes it makes AEW's women's title look a work of art. Like up until now, that was the. It just seems like res, wrestling companies. Uh, try, I just didn't expect it from them. I will say because they've also just brought out the new japan strong title haven't they and that looks miles better i mean it's I mean, it it's, it's like a bit it of a, a kind
1: belt, of to be honest yeah
0: it's a little i mean it's a little bit of a if we're nitpicking it's a bit of a modern logo to be like 3d printed onto a you know impact kind of indentation <laughs> printed onto a onto a belt it doesn't look too prestigious because of that but it's it's indescribably better than what they've gone for as their main belt in you know you'd you'd say that in terms of an in-ring product like that commands the most respect from wrestling purists and NJPW is unparalleled in the world it's the most respected in-ring product in the world and they're going to which makes the IWGP like arguably the most respected belt in the world and they're going to and it's the unified one as well it's a step above that it's, you know it's to a lot of people this would be the biggest belt in the world and they're going to have it look like that i mean it's smaller as well isn't it like it just doesn't look grand it doesn't look you know, it looks like cody's terrible fucking neck tattoo it's just honestly it's just all, yeah.
1: yeah um let's now say the like aw that, title, the title looks for me the best as the heavyweight titles in the world because it look looks a lot or looked a lot now looked a lot like the iwgp yeah well the iwgp I was 24. the best
0: it absolutely was the yeah best. definitely um
1: and also, like what, what I always liked, and I hope they will continue that. But just looking at the design, I don't see that yet. That they really had like plates on the side with the last champions. I don't know with all champions if they had all sixty-five champions on that. But uh, look at you getting the number thats really exact. cool. <laughs> hmm? um, what? I said, look <laughs> no, at
0: you w- getting the exact number right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's the, that's actually the last thing I read. Like after a nerd title. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we're talking here, right? <laughs>
0: uh no um yeah it's it's bad but new japan are kind of stubborn i don't see them backtracking on this i'd like to hope they will i don't think they will i think we're stuck with this and it's it's fucking horrible um but i don't know maybe we'll get used to it we haven't with cody's neck tattoo yet i don't know about you guys i'm still not used to that shit so maybe no, i won't get used to anymore. it um, and we see it less maybe as well the it's baby on...
1: comes out when 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 the baby comes yeah. out. i'll say ah daddy i'm not used to that either so i don't know
0: yeah like yeah the baby will never know him without it and yet she'll grow up and be like ah, she just oh that's wrong. weird yeah <laughs> just, just
1: imagine that that's weird like when she see when she sees the picture of him like is that really you before like really? it's, the, it's the way it comes up behind his like chin bone that's, the,
0: that's what's really weird about it if it was just a little bit lower maybe and he had more neck tattoos but it's just it's just doesn't crap Yeah, cry.
1: that's also the point. Um, it just yeah. feels misplaced completely uh, what
0: what's been happening around around the rest of the wrestling world guys I'm I'm genuinely asking because I've just been focusing on IWGP new new shit title and the and the, the nice new title from New Japan I don't know if it's been confirmed but it seems like Daniel Bryan's been added into the main event of Wrestlemania um, Edge Edge Roman Reigns Daniel Bryan Triple Threat um, doesn't bode well for Edge and Roman Reigns, does it? In terms of Daniel Bryan being shoehorned into a WrestleMania main event yeah. based on past based on past experience, <laughs> definitely.
1: <laughs> um,
0: I mean, I'm glad to see it because that's who deserves it. But it just feels like the storyline hasn't been about him thus far, from what I've caught. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Might be, might be the time that Roman Reigns because Roman Reigns the um, I don't know all the awards have been coming out recently and probably, you know, everyone looks at like the PWI and the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, but the, uh, the Smarties from the Squared Circle subreddit came out, their, their results came out recently and um, most of the awards, I'd say about 90 90- plus percent of the awards went to aid of the good awards because they got the smarties and the boccees the majority went to AEW but one of the two or three positive awards that WWE did win was Roman Reigns won uh, best gimmick for head of the table which has been a bit of a turnaround for his character because Roman Reigns especially after you know thinking back to that stuff at Royal Rumble with The Rock when The Rock <laughs> his shocked face about Roman being just absolutely booed out of the building when he was supposed to be face um, it's been a bit of a Turn around for his character this heel run, you know. It's um, he's he's played it quite well. Again, credit where credit's due. Uh, so it kind of does feel like if this is a time for him, you know. But they, do you know they've only ever had a heel win at WrestleMania, maybe in the main event, like once or twice. And one of those times was Yokozuna, and they had um Hulk Hogan return immediately afterwards and take the title off him. So um, I'm not sure. I'm not. If it's the last match on, I'm not sure that will happen. But you know, it could. It's Roman Reigns. They do love him over there, don't they?
2: Oh, he has done wonders a character. And I don't watch WWE, but I've heard good things about the Roman Reigns Hilltown, which is you know for Roman Reigns to hear good things is just <laughs> surprising enough. But you know what? I mean, I I usually only watch obviously you know AEW, um, Impact, New Japan. But you know, it's WrestleMania, so maybe I'll put myself through that. I mean might just select the few matches that I care about though.
0: I mean that's the way I'm going to watch it. Uh, I think it's the way you've got to do it. <laughs> Would you guys like to hear a couple of the results from the smarties? John Moxley won the best overall wrestler. In fact, well, I'll give you the top 5. John Moxley at first, Kenny Omega. They were the only two that got double digits. John Moxley got 27.1%, Kenny Omega. This is for 2020, by the way. Kenny Omega got 17.6. 17.6, there we go. That was that was what he got. Um, Drew McIntyre was in at third, then Roman Reigns at number four, then Kota Ibushi at number five, then Hangman Adam, Hang, Hangman Adam Page at number six, which was who we gave the award to. Um, in hindsight, we really overlooked John Moxley, but we did talk about this at the time, didn't we? That we just didn't feel like the matches he did have were all that exciting, like nah. against Jake Hager and Lance Archer and stuff like that. Like, didn't really feel like, to be honest... It, the year of the year of Mox kind of really only picked up towards the end and spilled over into this year for me, with him appearing at Bloodsport and, you know, back in New Japan and stuff like that. I feel like the beginning of this year has been more the year of Mox than last year has, but, you know, I digress. Um, the Female Wrestler of the Year, this was amazing to me. Sasha Banks and Bailey tied for number one with 870 votes each. Exactly. So, and that's fair, to be honest, because like we've said, 2020... AEW um aw women's wrestling not that great the highest scoring uh aw talent was thunder rosa who you know she wasn't even fully contracted for a lot of 2020 so discounting her she was she was at number five Hikaru shida at number six after sasha banks bailey asuka and aishirai so tag team of the year: kenny omega and hangman page then the young bucks then the golden role models which i assume is sasha banks and bailey is it patrick I've got no idea. Maybe, <laughs> maybe yeah. <laughs> Long pause for the The my go- maybe. The, go- the, the golden things makes me think of like when. Do you remember when they had the golden lovers teamed up? Like they combined it with the elite, and they had the golden elite. Kind of. Have I really missed something? And like, there's let's <laughs> say there's, there's a triple faction between Bailey. Uh, Bailey Britt Baker and Kota Ibushi out there just, <laughs> just no
2: no golden role models is um, Bailey and Sasha
0: yeah um, fair enough and then FTR which was ours fourth um, but yeah Tony Schiavone won non wrestler of the year if you and uh, obviously traditional wrestling match of the year was uh, Revolution Kenny Omega and Hangman Page obviously you know the tag match uh, and uh, the cinematic match of the year was the Elite and Matt Hardy versus Inner Circle Stadium Stampede yeah, love that love <laughs> that. So yeah, there's a I mean there's a lot more sure. that all, all I that want to watch a, that again actually. AEW won, like event of the year for uh Lee Celebration of Life and uh, and you know Eddie Kingston as the breakout star. I think he won the Mike Skills as well. Um Hangman Page for Best Face. But uh yeah, like Roman Reigns was best heel, as I say, on there. So and okay. and he was also best gimmick, I believe. So um I'll we'll yeah, check it out and see if it's worth it. Yeah. We will we will I mean probably not i'm not gonna start watching it regularly just because, <laughs> just because they say my least favorite wrestler has had a bit of a turnaround like that would be a ridiculous reason to start watching it. Again. um from what i've seen it's it's not they're still not doing great they had a really weird uh scene that i saw a scene of um where matt riddle was talking to or riddle as he's just called now was talking to ask backstage and he didn't seem to realize they were live and um and he uh i think they're trying to play on the whole thing that like matt riddle if you don't know i think he was kicked out of ufc because he didn't want to stop smoking weed um and he's got like a magic mushroom tattoo on him somewhere and he's big on his drugs i think they're trying to play on that from WWE. correct me if i'm wrong because i don't watch it so i can't you know i won't say that with any authority but i think they are trying to play into the oh yeah weed bro kind of thing with um matt riddle and uh I think they're trying to make him seem like a stoner, but he ended up just coming across as what's the politically correct way to put this? Developmentally disabled because he was like, he'd found a scooter (laughs) in this scene, had found a scooter, and he's talking to Asker and he's going, I found a scooter, bro. (laughs) Like, he's like, they'll love this in Japan, right? (laughs) Like, and I'm like, dude, this just seems like Matt Riddle's like had a head injury or something
1: and um and then he just like yeah, he was really uh, retarded <laughs> sorry yeah. for the word but
0: <laughs> i don't have the siren um yeah no but he and then he just like scooted off like i'm sorry i don't know the line and stuff and <laughs> just <laughs> off and then and then Asuka's just got like a really weird look on her face like what the fuck just happened do you realize we're live you idiot um no. no wait, he really just yeah he just
1: like, yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: he just he just bailed on the segment like halfway through <laughs> it's like but i mean fuck it i would to be honest um but yeah, on that note, I think that's all the, the less important shows we've talked about. It's pleasure, pleasure. One being we have with you to mention again. still, oh. sorry.
1: One we have to oh, mention yeah. because we're re- recording or well, th- thanks to the technical issues on our usual recording day, we're recording a uh, little later oh, than yes. the news yes, bomb yes, yes, yes. dropped and it's that uh, Chris Jericho will this. be at at uh, uh, Stone Cold's Broken Skull Sessions on the WWE on Network. And, and it's WWE also nice network. that already... <laughs> that already... Uh, yeah, some, some background info got, got, not leaked now, but, but got published through an interview that uh, uh, Stone Cold just wrote, um, Vince McMahon, if he's cool with that, he's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and then, are you really sure that it's okay that Chris Jericho shows up on the network and he just got as a reply, as a confirmed reply, just the thumbs up? So either Vince is
0: I don't think Vince knows, not caring. knows what's going on.
1: No, no Yeah, and he doesn't fit. know where Chris Jericho is right now Jer- because he Jericho... said that once. Yeah, exactly. This is
0: completely consistent. Jericho told a story on his podcast, I think it was, where he talked about when he left um, WWE, and he went to Vince and said, Vince, I'm going to go to AEW. And Vince was like, it's fair enough. Thank you. You know, thanks. Uh, you know, I respect your decision. Blah, 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 whatever. And then um, and so he left and appeared at AEW. He signed for AEW. And then Vince calls him like a week or so after he debuted for AEW. Uh, AEW, is like, Chris, I want you uh, at the Royal Rumble or WrestleMania or wherever like that. And he's like, Vince, I can't. I've signed for AEW. He's like, oh, can you get out of it? He's like, I fucking told you i am <laughs> signed for AEW. Can you get out of it and come? No, I can't fucking get out of it. I've just signed for your competitor. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, it just seems like that. Like, like it seems like you know, Stone colds text him, Can Jericho be on? He's like, Yeah, sure, why not? He's like not even registering what Jericho's doing. He's like, Are you sure? He's like, Yeah, sure. <laughs> like <laughs> And like I feel like Vince, like a week or so after it's happened when it's sunk in and people are telling him it's a big deal maybe he'll get pissed off at that point because he just doesn't seem to kind of register what AEW is and like it's just it's it's mad to me the the dude's like in his own also Chris
1: Jericho already called that on his Twitter like the forbidden door has been opened again or like wider open or something like this I mean
0: Um... Yeah, I mean, if, if Vince if Vince doesn't know what AEW is and doesn't really yeah. think there's think there's a massive implication to kind of cross talent stuff, then we could kind of take advantage of this and actually get uh, you know WWE stars coming yeah. over because
1: um, yeah, because right. he just because yeah. in the end they will get the viewers maybe from it from people who are maybe pissed off from the product and. We're not really sure about AEW or so. So I'm curious to see how much he will also talk about AEW in the end.
0: I think he will because Steve Austin. Definitely. If WWE is the law, Steve Austin's one of the few people that's above the law. Like he doesn't give a shit. He'll talk about it. Do you know what I mean? I think he talked about TNA with AJ on um, on AJ's one, and and for the longest time, and still to this day, I think TNA and Impact. are more verbal, as you would say, than um than AEW are, to be honest. Um, you know, I think Vince has got a real stick up his ass because I think he was more with it back then when TNA was about than he is now about AEW and more in touch with other products than he is now with AEW. So um yeah, um part of me is like, what the fuck does Tony Khan get out of this? Um because like I don't think he's been promised anything from WWE like any sort of talent sharing thing I think that's way you know that's crazy speculation shit I don't think we're going to suddenly see Seth Rollins surprise John you know John Moxley on AEW as batshit as that would be um, however I, I, I just think part of me thinks Part of me thinks that Tony Khan is intimidated by Jericho's name value, and what I mean by that is he just lets him do whatever the fuck he wants because you. He, he, do you remember that Sturgis shit last year? Yeah, the, uh,
1: Luther. My, then I can only agree. Sorry.
0: Yeah, Luther. Exactly. Luther bringing Luther in and get and getting. Yeah, Luther. Luther was in the main event of Jericho's anniversary celebrations. What was it 25th anniversary celebrations because Jericho asked for it? Um, there was. Um, the yeah, the Sturgis motorcycle rally where Jericho in the middle of like lockdown performed to like fucking sixty thousand people without masks and stuff and like no no distance with the crowd. Um, he didn't suffer any any kind of despite how careful AEW and like pro COVID safety measures AEW are trying to appear, Jericho like suffered nothing from that. No suspension, no no uh, fines, nothing. I think Tony Khan was scared to do that, and I I do think he's a little intimidated by Chris Jericho's name value because he's like holy fuck, we've got Chris Jericho. People know who Chris Jericho is. This makes us legit. Don't piss off Chris Jericho. So honestly, fifty percent of me think it's Jericho is just like I'm doing this, and he's like, all right, can I do this, Tony? He's like, yeah, sure, like because d- don't see no is Chris Jericho and the other part of me is thinking he also might Tony being Tony and him booking as a fan and wanting wrestling to be as open as possible is doing this for kind of uh in the hopes of future good faith from WWE do you know what I mean he's like thinking this might pay off down the road like we're not getting anything from WWE right now but they might remember this in the future if you know things do open up a little bit more in terms of talent sharing and cross promotional stuff so that's just my view on it I don't know about you I've rambled a bit there so uh, that brings us to the close of another week we had some technical difficulties but we've recorded it in two parts and we have got it done that's the most important thing (laughs) nice to chat with you boys again Yes, it's been a pleasure, and I told Patrick before you joined Tom, I've got a new
2: place um, that I'm going to be moving into, so hopefully... I, saw, I am. I am... You know, I am related I to you, so you- I do yeah, see the
0: I, stuff no, you post in our family right, chat. The, <laughs> yeah, but,
2: but the fucking people on the podcast don't know that you know today, so that's fucking why... Oh. Kayfabe! Keep it kayfabe! I'm moving to a new flat, so Wi-Fi issues won't be as much of a problem in our podcast. I know the listeners won't care, because they saying so, you know we keep the good bits but because you're a hell
1: of a producer and editor. that's it
2: that's it but um, <laughs> but it'll make recording a lot more efficient hopefully and mm-hmm. less stressful for us boys
0: right well that's the end of our show patrick give me give me something to sign off in german i'm gonna start doing that i don't i still haven't thought of a sign off let's let's make it in german this week
1: What's, wieder schauen reingehauen
0: wieder schauen reingehauen